glad to see you all this morning. Welcome back some. Welcome home. Welcome home. So anyway, good morning. I'm Pastor Marshall. Welcome to Reignite Church. If you don't know me, you will. <laughs> I'm glad to see everybody this morning. Um, we're a church that has a simple philosophy that love is the way we serve. We believe that. And so that's our motto. That's our mission to reignite love for God, reignite love for community um, through groups and reignite love for all through serving. That's what we're all about. Um, I believe the world would be different if Christians, not talking about everybody else, but if Christians believed that love was the way of ministering. And so that's what we're trying to be about. But are you ready for God's word this morning? I'm ready to give it if you're ready to listen. Meet me in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Thessalonians 5.18. Here's some context. We're going to get right into the word today. Here's context where we're going. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. This letter was written in Thessalonica to the church in Thessalonica who were dealing with problems and persecutions outside of the church. Yeah, Christians deal with stuff outside of church. Um, and they were dealing with complacency and confusion within the church. Yes, yes. But this letter was written to encourage and to challenge. You know, sometimes with encouragement, you have to have that challenge, you know, to pick yourself up, to do better, um, to let you know that there is hope. So this church was going through some stuff outside. It was going through some stuff inside. Some people being complacent. And that, that doesn't happen today. Do people get complacent? No. Um, and, and then some others were confused. And so Paul, uh, Paul is the author of the text, and he's writing to them, and he's trying to encourage, and he's trying to, he's trying to challenge them outside of their circumstances and inside their circumstances. This is how you can make it. What do we do? What do we do when things don't go our way like the Thessalonica church? What do we do when things don't go your way? What do you do? What do you do? Do you pray? Do you go to God? Do you go to a friend? Do you phone a friend? What do we do? The text says... This is what we should do. Verse 16, it says, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, verse 16 says, Rejoice always. Man, Marshall, pastor, that's been the theme lately. Rejoice always. Verse 16. Rejoice always. And then it says, verse 17, pray without ceasing. I mean, I got to pray all the time, moment by moment. Well, we'll talk about that. But pray without ceasing. And then, then the author of the text says to the church who's going through some stuff outside and inside of it, he's saying, verse 18, give thanks in all. Do y'all see it? In all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In all. Amen. I got feedback today. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So from time to time, I think we have, if we're going to rejoice, if we're, gonna, if we're going to pray without ceasing, if we're going to give thanks in all, everybody say in all, all. if we're going to do those three things, I think that sometimes all of us, you, me included, we all have blind spots. <laughs> blind spots that deserve our praise. Blind spots deserve our praise. So I want to use for a subject today, be thankful in it. Everybody say that with me. Be thankful in it. Say it like you mean it. 
Be thankful in it. Yes, because church, giving thanks in means to be in the process, in the situation, in the soup, they say, in the soup. Giving thanks in all means, we don't get to pick and choose when we do it. That's what in all means. Oh, man, somebody needs to hear that. You, you don't get to pick and choose. I'm going to be thankful here, but not there. I'm going to be thankful for this, but not for that. Got to be thankful. Amen. That's what I like. I got some feedback today. Giving thanks to God for all his blessings. That's the number one trait of a believer. If you don't do that, that lets us know, that lets others know that maybe you're not his. Because a believer, the number one thing a believer does is give thanks for everything. Even when it's hard. Yeah. It might be obvious right now because of the season that we're in. But I want to take a moment to take a shameless plug and say that Tiffany and I really appreciate everything that everybody has done. I, pre I appreciate you coming early to help set up. I appreciate you helping me with the booth to, to set up the little photo booth that we're going to enjoy later. I appreciate everybody that comes early to, to plug things in and, and, and to set up, to, to, to clean, to keep the building clean. I appreciate everybody that, that comes together. You give them your time and your money you know, to, to, say, to, to support the vision of what we're trying to do. Tiffany and I really appreciate, I want to take the time right now to say we're thankful, we're really appreciative. We know when we started this church, we didn't know how it was going to come about. But we're appreciative, we're thankful for it. And I want you to know that. And this is why. Because love without thankfulness is entitlement. It means you have the right for something. You have the right to something. But I also found out that taking without thankfulness is also entitlement. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it got quiet. It got quiet. I don't even hear the kids. Why am I telling you this? Why am I telling you this? Because the knowledge of thankfulness Without the knowledge of thankfulness, church, there will be thanklessness. I had to look at that as I wrote it down because I was mixing it up all week. Without the knowledge of thankfulness, there will be thanklessness. And you will continue to have blind spots and, and you'll have blind spots of thanklessness where there should have been thankfulness. And Paul is writing, the author of the text is writing to the church in Thessalonica. He's letting them know, I know you're going through a lot of stuff, but, it, but, but hey, you, you got to rejoice. Hey, you got you to pray. Hey, don't, don't forget to be thankful in all, all of the circumstances. And we're all going to have all kinds of all kinds of circumstances. I know some of your circumstances, but we have all kinds of circumstances. And that, and that encourages us, but there's a challenge because it's, it's not always easy. It doesn't always feel good to do. And if you don't have that knowledge, then you'll have thanklessness in some blind spots. 16 and over, if you're, if you're driving yet, 16 and over, you know in your vehicle, there are two blind spots, right? Blind spots. Um, and, and those blind spots, there'll be opportunities for thankfulness. 
thanklessness, and you won't see what's coming on either side as you're trying to transition to one lane or the other. And so I want you to know as you're trying to transition out of, out of depression, as you're trying to transition over out of, out of anger, as you're trying to tra- transition out of confusion, as you're trying to transition out of complacency, there's going to be blind spots of thanklessness where you're not going to think it's worthy to, to, to give thanks for. And you have the blind spot of thanklessness called mayhem. Mm. When you have that blind spot of thanklessness, mayhem will ensue as you try to transition into the next lane out of depression, out of anger, out of complacency. So remember to be thankful in what? All circumstances, in all circumstances as you transition life. And this is important because we all deal with some form or some season of depression. We'll all deal with some form or season of anxiety, confusion, complacency. And all God wants is praise in it. Yeah, he wants praise in it. And uh, everything you're thinking, he wants praise in it. Everything you're experiencing, he wants praise in it. You know, uh, America may run on Duncan, but God runs on praise. Praise is important. Praise is important. So we must check for blind spots of thankfulness in three, of thanklessness in three areas. I want to give you those three areas. For the, for the first way of us to experience and show thankfulness, is it's found in the blind spot of praise. Everybody say praise. praise. Let's look back at verse 16. The text says, the text says, the text says rejoice always. So your, your praise is thankfulness expressed. You need to write that down. Your praise is thankfulness expressed. And I don't think some of you realize that when was the last time God heard you express your thanks? You know what it feels like when someone, when you do something for somebody and they show thanks back? Not that you assume that they're grateful and thankful, but when you praise God, that's expressing your thanks. Man. Oh. Your praise is thankfulness expressed. And there's a quote that says, we would worry less if we praise more because thanksgiving is the enemy of discontentment and dissatisfaction. This is important, church. Because God, who is everything, and the God that's in everything, who's in control of everything, doesn't need anything, but he deserves your, yes, y'all are smart class. (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and what's good about this is there's no disqualifiers. The, the Bible says in another passage, it says, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. That means that if we don't praise, the Bible says that that rocks will cry out as Tiffany was saying in the beginning of worship. And so we, we, we don't really, we, we can't really give God anything, but, yet, but we can. And, and what he wants is your praise. What he wants is your praise. In and out of season. Everybody say in. In out. in out. 
He wants it in and out of season. This means that he accepts, if, if everything should have breath, praise the Lord, that means he accepts my praise when I feel it and when I don't feel it. He expects it when I'm in church and when I'm in the world. Man, I got, do I have real people? Because y'all not always in church. I mean, you, you go to church, but church isn't always in you. Y'all gonna be the y'all gonna be the nice dignified church this morning. Yes, Pastor. Yes, Amen. Mm, I know I'm a mess, but yes, yes. Talking to you, yes. Oh, he accepts our praise. He accepts our praise when things are going well and when things aren't going well. Church, there's no disqualifier factors. Bishop T.D. Jake said this. I was watching a, uh, a sermon this week a friend shared with me, and I thought I'd give it to you. Bishop T.D. Jake said this about the value of worship and the word, about the value of praise. He says that when you skip worship and just come for the word, man, I hope y'all like me afterwards. Because yeah. I'm about to step on. He says when you skip worship and just come for the word, you are missing the point. We, we need to understand that God doesn't get anything out of the preaching. I'm going to say it like this because I don't want to seem like I'm looking at anybody. God doesn't get anything out of the preacher. Preach it, pastor. What he gets from us is out of worship. So, so, so Bishop Jake says that God already has his word. He already has his word. He doesn't get anything out of that. You know, you just give it, I'm just delivering it, what he says already. I'm, I'm, that's all I'm doing. He says, but you missed the chance to give something to God. When we come to church and we, and we skip worship because we're too lazy to stand, when we skip worship because we don't want to give all that time, this is what God says. When you skip worship, you miss the opportunity to give something back to me. When you hear the preaching, when you hear the word, that's me giving something back to you. Man, changed my life when I heard that sermon. Sometimes we'll let a sermon hit and resonate, and I have the handprints, and I have to share it and get it together and give it back to you guys. So if we're saying that church isn't, worship isn't important, really what you're saying, God, I can take because of entitlement. But I'm expecting you to give. Then I'll show my gratitude. Could worship be a blind spot of transition into the next lane of your life? Let me let that settle in the room. The psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because thou art with me. Where is he? In it. He's in it. He's in the soup. And I told you the title of the message is to be thankful in it. Yea, though I walk, that's rejoice. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, for thou art with me. Do you have a yea in your pocket? Pastor can't be with you, but God can be with you. In season and out of season. In the midst of our worship, you can give him praise because he gives you your word. He gives you his word. And all this happens in the midst of your situation. 
and the worship experience. The second way to show thankfulness is found in the blind spot of prayer. Yeah. When verse 17 says, pray without ceasing, this doesn't mean moment by moment. This doesn't mean every moment we're praying. What this means is never give up. Pray without ceasing. That means never give up. As you're getting older, never give up. As you lose people, never give up. As our, as our parents are getting sicker and as our, as our friends are in the hospital and at all the situations that we got on when you're lonely in your life, never give up. That's what that's saying. Never give up. Never give up, church. Man, because there will be times you'll feel like it. It wouldn't have it in there if you, would, if, you, if you would never feel like giving up. I want to know who I'm preaching to. How many of you have felt like in 2019, throwing in the towel when it comes to church, when it comes to God, when it comes to praying, when it comes to believing? I don't know. You have a flawed pastor because there's been times this year I felt like waving it around like a helicopter and throwing in a towel. But I'm reminded, never give up. Never give up. Growing up, I heard, I heard an old pastor say this one time. He says, outside of your salvation, if, you can, if there's the only thing you can do to pray is to say thank you, it would be enough. Maybe you don't know how to pray. But if you just say, God, in your situation, that's difficult. If you just say, God, thank you. If you can muster up, because it's hard, it's hard to do. This church that Paul was writing to, they were experiencing so much. And we look at the stuff that we're going through, and it don't even compare to the persecution that they were dealing with. Family persecution as well as the church. When we come to church, we, we plan to come to get some relief. They come to church, they were like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen, you know? And sometimes it's hard to pray, but all you have to do maybe is just say, God, I thank you in this. I thank you. Some days that's all I got. All I have is a thank you. I know you think your pastor is praying and going over the scriptures and, and, and anointing myself with oil and putting on sackcloth and ashes and and, and just, you know, just being holy. But sometimes all I got is, Lord, it's tough. But I thank you. Because sometimes you, be, you could be facing a cross in your life like Jesus. And, and, and you want, like, can you pray with me? And you know, you're just, you're not in it. You're falling asleep and you're, you're not there. And, and he goes back off and stuff. And I believe just Jesus said, when, even when he was facing the cross in, in this situation, he was like, thank you. Sometimes that's all I got. Despite how I feel, though, I'm going to thank him in it. The third way to show thankfulness is the blind spot in all circumstances. Verse 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And many of us know what's funny. This is, this is funny because I never saw this before. That's why you have to, when you read the Bible, you have to ask the Bible, God, what is this saying? Holy Spirit, help me to understand what I'm reading. This is what he said to me this week when I was studying for this. And by the way, thank you for praying with me. Sometimes I feel you guys' prayers. This week I wrote two sermons 
to get ready for Thanksgiving. So I was like, I need to get this stuff out of the way. So I wrote two sermons in one week. I'd never done that before. But sometimes many of us know what it's like to be thankful for. Let me read the text again. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Many of us know what it's like to be thankful for. And many of us know what it's like to be thankful that. But that's the easy stuff. Because to be thankful for and to be thankful that is for the stuff God's already done. But to be thankful in means you're waiting. What is the title of the message? Be thankful in it. God, I thank you for this church. God, I thank you for my car. God, I thank you for my college. God, I thank you for my wife. I thank you for this child. That stuff God's done. God, I thank you that you did this. God, I thank you that I got the job. God, I thank you that I don't have uh, health issues. God, I thank you that. That's what stuff God's already done. But can you muster up a thank you for God that you're in all circumstances while you're in it, while you're waiting to be thankful in? means you're waiting. Waiting on God to move still. Waiting on God to do something, say something, show you something. But your Bible says that, your Bible says that Jesus was thankful in his circumstances too, so you have the ability to do it. Jesus was thankful in his situation, his circumstance. Let me prove it to you. Can I prove it to you? The Bible says, if you know your Bible, if, you, if you've been to Sunday School 101 at any point in your life, it says that before Jesus fed the 5,000, he had a situation going on where he had, to multiply, he had to feed a multitude of people. And he lifted up his eyes because he, he had went off to rest, but then the people kept following him. So when the 5,000 came and the disciples came to him and they were like, Jesus, what are we going to do with this? We have the multitude, we got to feed, and we don't know what to do. He said, what are you guys going to do? Because he, it, the text says that he did it to test them because he knew what he was going to do. And he lifted up his head and he said, all I got is a thank you. And he thanked the Father. And the food started to multiply. <laughs> oh, man, isn't that good? Uh, there's another example. When Lazarus walked out of the grave, before he walked out of the grave, Jesus had another situation that he was ministering to, and he waited. But when he got there, and he wanted to see Lazarus walk out, he said, he said to himself, Father, I thank you. Before he walked out, he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And then Lazarus, come forth. Marshall, get up. Jonathan, come out of it. He says, believe it. And Lazarus, the dead thing, what was dead, started walking and that wasn't enough. He said, loose him. And I believe he, he's just like, I'm here. I'm here. But it started because he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. In this situation. There was a third time. There was a third time. When Jesus was going to the cross, he gathered around a table and he broke bread and he poured out wine. And you should be broken bread and poured out like wine as far as your life goes but he broke bread and poured out wine and he told his disciples had a traitor sit next to him he told his disciples he knew he was going to turn his back on him but he told his disciples give thanks even in this 
even with you sitting right here, to thank. And so Jesus was facing the cross and he was thankful in the soup, in the situation. Yes. So church, that lets me conclude. If Jesus was able to do this and great things happened, maybe the best time to be thankful for our circumstances is while we're in them. Not after it's over. Everybody does that. Everybody's thankful for. And for everybody is thankful that. What makes you and I different as believers, those that say we love God, is that we can be thankful in. Yes, that's good. not when you're, it's not when you do something that signifies God's will. How do you know you're in Christ by faith? Is when you can do something because it's God's will. I will rewind that, that track back for you. It's not that you do something because you're in God's will. When it's difficult, it's that you can do something because it's God's will. The text says that you can do this in Christ because you're in Christ. You can do anything you set your mind to do. And I can do and believe and th give thanks in, in the most difficult of circumstances because God says you can in Christ. That's how you know. When, when, when my situation is hard, when my circumstances and my, my coworkers and everyone doesn't know how, man, you're going through all kinds of stuff. You got a whole lot going on, but I can still have a smile on my face because I'm a believer, I can still say, man, hey, how you doing? Bless God. Have a great day. How do you know that you're in Christ by faith is you can muster up a can and thank God in it. That's what makes you different. That's what makes me different. Yeah. <laughs> in the midst of our situation, we have the ability to be thankful. To be thankful. Then uh, there's a time for mourning. But we have to realize it's morning. That's for, that's for free. That's for free. That's for free. I know y'all didn't get it. That's for free. The enemy of your soul doesn't want you to see your blind spots, church. You have to understand that. He doesn't want you to see your blind spots because there's thankfulness. There's thanklessness there. There's thanklessness there. So he doesn't want you to see that. He doesn't want you to glorify God in your blind spots. But if you pay attention, it can seem hard to do, but you can do it. Why? Why can I do it? How can I do it, Pastor? Because our God is an enabler. He's an enabler. <laughs> oh, man. And what he's done for others, he can do for you. I said, what he's done for others, he can do for you. I've seen him do it for me, so I can believe it for you, Steve. I can I cannot be a hypocrite because he's done it for me yesterday. He's done it for me last year, last week. And so I can tell you with confidence that God's done it. I may be in the season. You may be in the season right now, but God has done it. Your child may be sick, but God knows and God does it. He'll raise them up. And then you, gotta, you have the responsibility to thank him and tell somebody else, this is what God has done. This is what God will do. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. He's an enabler. It's hard to do it in and of yourselves. It's hard to give thanks when situations are difficult. But we serve a God who's an enabler. And if you can muster up a thank you, he'll take care of the rest. Amen? Amen.
So I believe Jesus says today, you got something going on? I feel you. I feel you. I did too. But you know what I did? When the world was against me and my back was against the cross, I believe Jesus says, I feel you. I feel you. Going through something? Yeah, I feel you. Do what I did. And, and, and Jesus is like, Father, forgive them. For they know what they do. And when the, when the one was criticizing on one side, and then the one was thanking him on the other side, remember me. Remember me. He's still on mission. Today you'll be with me. He had the will to still give thanks. Hmm. So today, would you stand? And we're out with this. Kind of different message today, but just want to remind you today, everybody lean in on, on this, lean in. As you leave today, as you leave today, I strategically ordered a photo booth. Pastor, you ordered a photo booth? Yeah, because I know some of you are going through some stuff. I know, you, I know some of you are trying to transition. And I know some of you have, like me, have some blind spots. And so I ordered a photo booth. What's up with the photo booth? At the photo booth, there are some signs. I have some signs. I have some signs. And at the photo booth, you'll find a little board. And we laminated them. And there's some cards there. And on the cards, next to the cards, you see some markers. And I want you to smile. And whatever your situation you're in right now, whatever situation that you're facing right now, I want you to write down one thing that you're thankful for. I want you to step next to the booth, to the backdrop, the Thanksgiving backdrop. I want you to hold up that sign. And start saying cheese. I want you to smile and say thank you. Thank you. See, see the smile? God in your situation. Amen. All right. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these good people that are out today, for those you brought back home safely, for all that you're, you're doing. I don't have all the answers as a pastor. I'm just an under-shepherd, Lord. I'm following you, but you have all the answers. And I believe you divinely told me this week to remind them to give something back to me with their praise. Remind them of the blind spots, Pastor. I believe, God, you told me, remind them to smile and find a way to be thankful. So, Father, we thank you for this time. We bless your name. We love you. Help us to express our praise to you in every situation. Because we're thankful.